Yo, this Blaze, you dead homie. This is Shady Matt Rock. This be the one them called Tech Nine. Yo, what up? This is Shaq's Two Dope from Insane Cloud Posse. This is the genius Chris Kellogg. What up? It's Demo Ski. This is Rich White Jesus. It's the Kid Mercury. This is Slain. Dragon Eyes Necros. Project Born. Mad Child. Your boy Jerry. Bitted. Welcome to the underground, Australia's home of rap, metal, and alternative music. Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. It's John and Ned joined by Bill, but not Ted. Mr. Alex Winter, how are you, man? I am well, I'm well. How are you guys? Yeah, we're doing well. We're trying to stay safe, I suppose, and you know, with all these things going on. But first up, man, congratulations yep. on the new movie, Bill and Ted Face the Music. It is just an absolute brilliant watch. How much did it mean to you guys to reprise your roles all of these years on, and especially yourself now that you're more focused on the filmmaking side? You know, the, the moment we heard the idea that it was pitched to us by the writers, Chris Matheson and Ned Solomon, some years ago, we, we just thought it had huge potential, both comic potential and a lot of heart. This whole notion of revisiting these guys and playing them as adults and not trying to play them as kind of stunted kids, you know, with wives and daughters and responsibilities and a little bit of weariness from life. And it just seemed like a great way to come back to these guys. And from that moment, we all rolled up our sleeves and set about trying to get the darn thing made. <laughs> Very good. And Samara Weaving and <laughs> Bridget Lundy Payne, they were amazing as Thea and Billy Alex. Was it hard for them to get into the characters for the movie? I mean, it's a tough call. It sure didn't seem that way from the outside. They're both very talented actors, and uh, they worked very hard at creating extremely distinct characters that didn't feel like knockoffs of us or just that they'd watched the two movies and done an imitation of us. And we were grateful for that, but also, you know, we knew their work, and we were very respectful of their work. They both have, have really great careers. And I really enjoyed working with, I mean, I love working with Bridget too. I really enjoyed working with Samara as my daughter. I've been a big fan of her, her film work. And, um, and I was very impressed with, with the job that, that they both did. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And, and something that Ned and I have been talking quite a bit about since we watched the movie was which alternate Bill and Ted character do you feel would work really well for a spin-off? Of course, we had the buff Jailbird Bill and Ted. We had the old Bill and Ted, British Bill and Ted. Do you think there's a future <laughs> for one of those guys in their own spin-off? Um, I, you know, I would spend a lot of time with the convict Bill and Ted's given a chance, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, I don't, I would, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure I'd want to be stuck in the makeup having to do it, but I would like to watch that. Oh, that was, I thought that you just went in the gym for six months there, but, um, how about Dennis Caleb McCoy? I'd yep. love to see him in his own spinoff movie too. He is so great. I mean, him and Jeff together would be, that would be pretty fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Kerrigan, who played who played that robot is a phenomenal talent and Sadler whose death is obviously a genius who's been around forever and those two together were really fun to watch oh most definitely man I like that right there I do have one gripe with the movie though Alex no Megadeth on the soundtrack we did see the poster in there though and Mastodon and Lamb of God makes up for it but what's the go with no Megadeth man you think Bill and Ted you think the Megadeth collection I don't believe there has ever been a Megadeth song on any villain's head soundtrack at any point, which means that maybe a mistake that needs to be corrected 
at some point down the road. Because <laughs> while we mention them in Iron Maiden, I don't think they're actually on any of our soundtracks. They get a lot of lip service, but you, you may have zeroed in on a, an offense that has to be corrected. <laughs> wow. Hey, there's, there's the soundtrack <laughs> for the, uh, the Jailbird Bill and Ted movie. I reckon you could just play that in the background. I think that's it. I think an, an original score by, I think, is the way you rectify it. That's yeah. it, yeah. And look, we don't want to spoil too much of the movie, Alex, but the cameos, man, like there were some absolute brilliant cameos in this movie. Which one was your favourite? We won't try and give too much away, though. Oh, gosh, my favourite is it would be blowing, would be a major spoiler. So I think it's the one that people won't see coming is, is my favourite. But there's there's a lot of really incredible people in the film. And uh, even when we go to the future, some of the green beings around the great leader, you've got Wynn from Arcade Fire, you have Christian Scott, the brilliant jazz trumpet player. There's a bunch of people in there who are, are very famous in their own right. That was a lot of fun to do and, and to put musical talent around. And then we just had this amazing ensemble cast, Jillian Bell and Colin Taylor, Kristen Shaw. We felt very fortunate to have the cast that we did. Oh yeah, most definitely. It really feels like the movie we needed in 2020, Alex. Very relevant with what's going on in the world right now. Bit of a case of be excellent to each other. And we wanted to know, how have you been surviving the COVID sort of lockdown situation in your part of the world? Yeah, I've got kids and everyone's being homeschooled right now. And we just came out of them being home summer camps. And <laughs> you know, the challenges we face, we face all over the world. We have really bad fires where I am right now, not dissimilar to what you guys went through mm-hmm. um, yourselves. So we're dealing with really bad air quality and a lot of, you know, threats of fire danger every day. Um, I live in Pasadena, sort of the eastern part of LA where there's, you know, big hills and lots to burn. So it's a it's a challenging time, but it's a challenging time for everyone. We certainly didn't make this film knowing what was coming because no one did, but we certainly didn't want to not release the film. We really wanted people to have the opportunity to see it now in the theaters if they're safe to do so, and it will be out on home video very soon, and they'll be safe to watch it from, from home. But we didn't want to wait like a year or two years, uh, which is what's happening to a lot of other films. Yeah, that is seems to be the case at the moment. A lot of movies getting pushed back and whatnot, but thank goodness this one came out because it really is that feel-good sort of movie. And we wanted to know, aside from Wild Stallions, Alex, what song do you think would bring the world together most in 2020? Oh, gosh. I mean, maybe the Beatles' All You Need Is Love. Probably not a bad idea. Something like that could work. Yeah, maybe a Wild Stallions version of that song would be pretty cool. Or Megadeth. Or Megadeth. Yeah, well, maybe a duet with Megadeth. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Go. Now we're on to something. Yeah, that's it. And Ned, Ned kind of touched on this before, Alex, but you know, as a filmmaker yourself, how do you kind of feel about the future of Hollywood kind of given the pandemic? You know, it's going to... Will it open up a few, I guess, producers' eyes to maybe releasing new movies on streaming services, kind of like the Bill and Ted Face the Music movie? I think that a couple things are probably going to happen. One is, yes, there will be more openness to streaming and, and things going out on the on the VOD sooner. But I also think that there's going to be a huge reaction from people to want to go back into the movie theater when they're able to and when it's really safe. And I mean in droves. That obviously can't happen right now. People are going when they feel safe and, and they're not when they don't. But once we're actually through this thing, I think we're going to see a, a massive spike in you know sporting events and concerts and and the movie going experience people like to be together that's 
that goes back thousands of years. And, you know, movies didn't kill that. TV didn't kill it. And I don't think that, that streaming is going to kill it. I think that people like to be together. Yeah, definitely. And I would have to agree with you on there, Alex. And changing things up, we're massive fans of pops, as in pop culture and all that sort of thing. What does it mean to you to have your very own pop? We've got our sitting in front of us right now, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Do you have one of those at home? Um, I do. And in fact, they've been making, people have been making custom pops that are amazing from the new movie, different characters from across the movies. And, you know, I've got kids and I've still got an 11 year old at home who loves all that stuff and has like a wall of Funko Pops at home. So, Excellent. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, all that good stuff. Yeah, it, buy, it buys me a tiny little bit of, of bread at home for maybe a minute and a half. <laughs> that's all you ask for, right? <laughs> that, that would be my claim to fame. That's uh, right all it is. Yeah, I love it. And, uh, and of yeah. course, you keep yourself busy otherwise, Alex, running your own production company. Can you tell us a bit about your documentary, Showbiz Kids? Yeah, I mean, I, I started acting uh, professionally at eight, nine years old, and I, I'd always wanted to make a movie about the experience, strictly from the perspective of, of people who had done it. So I, it's a movie that goes back to the silent era, all the way up to the present day from the perspective of working kids. And it was a very, very personal project to me. Really glad to get it done with HBO and it's sort of out around the world now, which I'm happy about. I've worked on it for a long time and, and the doc I've got coming out next is on Frank Zappa. And I've been working on this doc for years and years and years. So I'm really happy to see that finally coming out into the world. It'll be out at the end of November through you guys probably in December sometime. Oh, excellent, man. That is great to see that you're keeping busy. I'm very much looking forward to checking that out but back on the subject of bill and ted is there a possibility of another sequel alex oh gosh you're making me tired just saying those words um (laughs) (laughs) i don't know look we we really made this one with everything we had in us and we, we gave it a lot of love and care and because of covid it's been so complicated to release it and we've been putting a lot of energy into into the rollout around the world i don't think any of us have had a moment to breathe to stop and look at the future in that way. I think that for Keanu and myself, we I've always felt that if the fans want us back, we love playing the characters and we'd come back. And if we feel like the story has been told, we can live with that too. Yeah, definitely. And just on a personal note, kind of for Ned and I, you know, it has been a tough year for everybody and to have a new Bill and Ted movie come out and obviously a lot of movies have been postponed and moved to next year and some even being cancelled. Like, it must give you a a great sense to to know that you've touched a lot of lives this year because it's been such a tough one and to have something like this that, you know, we've been looking forward to for a long time, you know, like it must give you a really good feeling. Yeah, I mean, anything any of us can do to make anyone's lives a little better right now is is a nice thing. And and I mean that sincerely. Again, it was, I do not wish in a million years that this was the circumstances that any of us had to be in right now. But I think given the fact that there's so little out for people to see, that people are in a really stressful time wherever they are in the world, if you can put, maybe put a smile on someone's face, not a terrible idea at the moment. Uh, definitely. And I know something right before we go that would put on a smile on our faces, Alex. You do an amazing British accent in the movie. Do you have a good Australian one in you? <laughs> I, you know what? You know, my family's all from down there, right? My dad was Australian. My aunt's down there. My cousins are down there. They're all in Sydney. So it's really remiss of me to not be able to do one. My <laughs> Australian accent is so bad. I think it sounds closer to Pakistani than Australian. <laughs> But now we really uh, need to hear yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, we need to hear it now. Good eye, mate. <laughs> <laughs> How about, is there a piece of Australian slang that you really like that you've taken back home? 
there's a lot, but uh, I don't think any of it can be said publicly. Sure. Yeah. Sums it up pretty well, actually. <laughs> I think that really does sum it up yeah. very well. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out with us, Alex Winter. Bill from Bill and Ted 3, Face the Music. It's out now. Be sure to check it out in movies and hit this man up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Alex Winter Pager on Twitter at Winter. Thank you so much, Alex. Thanks, you guys. It's good to be here. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. GreyWolfEntertainment.net.